Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. It's 35. 35, stay alive. Um, thank you for tuning in to the 35th episode of Bud Pod. Can't believe we're still here. Yeah, 35 uh, hours, roughly, of pure poo-poo. Uh, pure entertainment. Well, how quickly did the poo-poo take hold? I, f- I feel like it took a couple of episodes, considering maybe episode three was an interview with Gina Martin about... <laughs> Her campaigning. <laughs> campaigning and we did, we did, to, to, to bring in a new law about upskirting. Very poo light to that episode, I would say. I th- in hindsight, but it'd be, wouldn't it be funny if, like, a character in a psychological thriller, we listened back, and it was just us and Gina Martin talking so extensively about poo, <laughs> and we just brushed it out from our minds completely. Maybe. Maybe that happened. We yeah. flushed it out of our minds. We flushed it out of our minds. 35, I would say, is the kind of age where people in dramatic films about personal development shout that they are 35. What do you mean? Like they go out and say, I'm 35 for God's sake. Exactly. This isn't supposed to be happening to me. Exactly. Or before they say that, if they if they don't think they have a problem, it's it's like they're sort of... She's my younger sister, but she's always been like better than me, and she's like a lawyer, you know. And they sleep on that like, couch for a bit. She's always oh. like, "You're 35." Oh, okay, so this is like the first loser age. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, this is okay. the this is the well, this is the age where people uh, it's a, it's it's old enough that in movies, no one watching can go, "Hey, leave him alone. He's 28." Yeah. Okay. Because that would it would be too complicated. You have to make it 35, so it's old enough that the guy's definitely a loser and needs to turn his fucking life around. Uh, but not so old that there's no point. You might as well just be a surfer now. <laughs> okay, yeah, 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 yeah. It's still too young to to give it all up and become a hippie in the woods. It's the oldest young age. That's a new, <laughs> a new segment. What's the oldest young age What's and the, the youngest old age? Who's the oldest young person? So the oldest young age, I I could go as high, I think 30, 39. I mean, it's not completely surprising or mad. Yeah, imaginative, but thirty-nine is the oldest young age. Well, we also have a different point of view on it because we're comedians, and so we know guys who are like, "Hey, bro, you want to smoke some weed?" <laughs> and then it's like that guy's forty-seven. He has grandchildren. Yeah, 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 and he's got like a mortgage and a small portfolio. Yeah, and you go, "Oh, th- there's no rules." Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. I like about comedy. Is you go, "Oh, I c- it doesn't." Also, if you're a man, you have as much time in the world as you want. Yeah, balls are full of spunk. Balls are always full of spunk. I was <laughs> I was talking yesterday to a friend of mine who's had a vasectomy. Really? Yeah. Dramatic. Very dramatic. And um, I, I was asking him about the procedure. Yeah. Um, we did this quite loudly in a Chinese restaurant. Maybe put off a couple of um, our fellow diners from the from their bowl of snipped balls. <laughs> Do you mind reading here? They just <laughs> a, a white liquid. <laughs> mm, yeah. Uh, so um, the procedure is they don't like cut off your whole penis, which is what I thought. <laughs> um, they go under, <laughs> they go they go under your balls there. Yeah, and they snip off. Basically, there are two tubes. One tube has the sperms, yeah. guys, and one is the spunk, the, the fluid that carries them. Yeah. Um, and so they go in and they cut off the sperm tube. Yeah. So you keep on shooting the, the fluid, but there's no swimmers in it. 
it's empty fluid. No way. Yeah, it's just empty old fluid. It's just and, fun fluid. And I said, do you have an option to do it the other way? Just cut off the fluid pipe and then you just squirt out dry sperms. <laughs> <laughs> just like a cloud, just a dry cloud. Like mushroom spores. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you've seen a video of a seahorse giving birth, but yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> if you have the vasectomy done the other way, you aren't allowed in public swimming pools because <laughs> it's just too dangerous. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe that's oh. how. Maybe that's how. Because you know, there's that whole thing people say about like one in five people in Europe is descended from Genghis Khan or whatever. Mm. Which just okay, we don't have time to go into this, but statistically, due to various uh, things, pretty much everyone in Western Europe is descended from Charlemagne. Uh huh. Just statistically, okay. we, we are. We are. Go all... go far back enough, and everyone's related to everyone. You mean that? Yeah, pretty much. And because the world now has, because like the world in Charlemagne's time had so many fewer people, mm. anyone who survived from that smaller number of people to create the millions and millions there are now. Yeah. It's yeah, we're all related to them. Anyway, the point is maybe that's how Genghis Khan did it. This was actually I read this um about um the you want you know when Danny Dyer they found out he was related to yeah. descent from Edward the Third yeah, and the person said this this was the episode that sort of killed off who do you think you are for me because we sort of are all descended from these people like you say there's so yeah. few people around that anyone who's still alive now probably was descended from them in some way yeah it's 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 because of a thing that's uh, it's called something like the triangle paradox or whatever so if you put yourself on a little map of your family right like you draw like a, a little family tree. you do a little circle saying this is me mm. and then you go above yourself you go and i have two parents yeah and i have four grandparents i'm with you and i have eight great grandparents starting to lose it so it's going up and up and up in number, isn't it? Mm-hmm. As you go past, yeah, uh, you're just one guy, but you have come from eight people. Mm. But in the past, there were like ninety uh, percent fewer people. So why is the number going up as we go back in time? <laughs> right. Ah, that's a triangle paradox. Yeah, and the, it's explained by the fact that like so many people didn't carry on their genetic legacy or whatever that the ones that did, it's actually the other way around. If you think about it, the world is so busy now, we should all be going back to one point on the pyramid i see back in time to one point on the pyramid yeah adam and eve or whatever you want to call it uh-huh. um and that's part of the reason why we can just say mathematically if you look into it everyone is descended from these amazing figures from a thousand years ago because everyone else is dead yeah exactly yes, <laughs> it's, yes, it's yes, just yes, a, yes it just has to be true mm-hmm. um so if you go it turns out i'm descended from noodly dupes of york and you go well, yeah I mean, I would uh, have assumed He was so. the only guy whose children survived. Yeah, everyone else had plague. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> good work. And you have one great-great-grandparent from York, so... There we go. Yeah, yeah. but Danny Dyer walking around going, Oh, I've got fucking royal blood! Was, uh, was pleasant. I didn't enjoy that. It was good, it was good. But I also yeah. understand the perspective of this person who wrote this article saying they sort of jumped the shark. And if they're going to go that far back with people, then you know they're, they're, yeah. they're going to devalue the, the point of the... F- show because everyone was descended from there's no point you, what people want now is is for someone to realize that their older sister was their mum. it's quite common in the old days yes of course yeah lying, lying about who your mummy is secret mum. secret mum in olden times <laughs> it's another case of a secret mum. <laughs> uh, that's, d- that's our show <laughs> who do you think you are but with jingles yeah yeah you're descended from a prostitute prostitute do do like just a little is it a, jingle for how many it people? Is Armstrong and Miller sketch where they do um, oh, they're doing his um, yeah. uh, who do you think you are? 
and just the, all his all his ancestors are prostitutes, and like <laughs> yes. gets to the point where the the, the, the the sort of historians like a bit uncomfortable. It's like, um, whore, whore. Um, yeah, she was a whore. Uh, yes, she was also a whore. What would you do if you looked into your 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 ancestry and it was all just like the most evil dudes? I'd be so chuffed. I. But would you feel like an underachiever? Well, no, I'd I'd say. Thank you for doing for taking on the evil that I could survive and be less evil. Okay. This is this is my general historical viewpoint anyway. Like you know, yeah. I did that um, show about the empire and stuff, and yes. I always talk about um, how um, you, you know you can you know I don't want to do into now, but that I am more pro empire than a lot of people. Um, but it's more about how our ancestors took on the burden of evil for us, so yes. that we could live the lives we have now and consider ourselves good, peaceful people. Be- but only not because we are nice, but because our ancestors did the evil stuff for us. Yeah, we don't have to do as much um, raiding with swords. They dominated the planet. They defeated our cultural and. Uh, Economic rivals, rivals, yeah. racial rivals, religious rivals to an extent. Yes. Uh, spatial rivals, if you go far far back enough, and I, so we get to yeah. live in this peaceful net world now, not in spite of the the violence of our past, but because of it. I've noticed that there's a there's a weird trend with some people who are like accidentally pro empire, but the empire is the Ottoman Empire. That can happen sometimes. How so? Well, because they'll go, the, the Middle East has been a mess ever since Britain and France interfered in it. Yes, and, exactly. Or and, like and, India as well. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Well, they were different empires. So what, you, wanted, <laughs> you think their empire should have been the one just because they came from we, near by? We were interfering with a different empire. That's exactly And that's it. unfair. And you go, yeah, I know, but, you know, I just... I mean, look, my whole degree is early medieval history, so... The timelines I'm, I've been trained to look across are so broad, and everyone's such a cunt. Yeah, that that's the thing people like, seem to forget: is that everyone was a cunt. I mean, and there were good, and there were cool things back then as well. Like, for example, even in like the, the I think it's in like the late seven hundreds, which I can't emphasize how long ago that is. All the sort of bishops and pirate kings and chieftains and whatever all got together to sign this one particular treaty that was like an anti-slavery treaty. It had uh, like r- rules for how you treat POWs from wartime, like you can't be cruel to capture... In the 700s? Yeah. Really? Do they're sitting around going, wow, being a slave sucks ass. And everyone's like, ass it doth suck. Aye, aye, tis true, etc. And they're like, hey, if you capture someone in a battle, you should probably not like immediately cut their hands off or throw their dick in the sea. And everyone's like, yeah. It would be nice for both of us if we didn't have to worry about that mid-battle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, it's impossible to say how much it was held to, but the fact that they all bothered to sail to Iona or whatever and meet in a monastery and sign the fucking thing. Really? So it was like... A, it was like a conference. Wow. They had a big conference. They actually had quite a lot of conferences. That was one of the... It was interesting to find out they had conferences. Often the stuff they talked about was unbelievably boring. That would have been badass to have been at that conference, though. It's like, like howling winds. Everyone's in yeah. these like big old furs. Yeah. And they're waiting from the delegation from Sky or whatever. Yeah, yeah. and from like... Uh, or, or from, from like, Iceland uh, or what? In- Schalterland. So yeah. used to call Shetland. The Schalterland right, yeah. delegation. And then in the background is just... Like monks singing and stuff. Oh man, I've been sick. Yeah, that's cool. That's a that's a cool scene. 
And like, no one can be annoyed with you if you're late, because obviously. <laughs> yeah, it's like, sorry, so, sorry, I'm a month late. And they go, no, don't worry. I mean, it's, it's almost a- impossible to tell what time it is, <laughs> <laughs> let alone when we should be. <laughs> it's daytime. And it's not going to be daytime for much longer. There you go. That's what time it is. <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, this um, t- we were actually going to do a correspondence dinner. Yeah. Um, tonight we've we've we're a bit backed up, um, as we always are, but this time backed up with letters and your emails and texts, and they're always of such high quality and um, entertaining value that we're going to get through them now. Yeah, we want to give your poo its due. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for an episode of Who Do You Think You Are? Maybe your mom was a prostitute or sex worker. Your great grandfather, he was a sailor. He went far away and he captured humans and sold them for profit in the southern United States. You're an MP, now you have to resign. It's unclear why. Uh. Before we start reading, I would like to declare the right to bear cans. Ah. Nice. I have already opened my can because that's how aware I am of my goddamn rights. <laughs> you say you're all right. And you mustn't let the police tell you otherwise. Look, you have a right to bear cans, okay? It's. It's the. Our founding fathers <laughs> built this country on the right to bear cans. Um, they bu- uh, all they... cans. Are equal and are born equal in the eyes of God. Yes, look, they built this nation with their own two cans. <laughs> <laughs> someone, someone, I can't remember. Was it a Lewis? Someone re- remember tweeted like the full, like wrote out the right to bear cans in like old timey, like a, well, like it was in the Constitution. Oh, really? Yeah, it, on, it was on Twitter. Was it Lewis? We'll find it again. Anyway, for, for anyone who hasn't listened to that episode, we, we very clearly established early on in the Constitution of Bud Pod your right to bear cans. Yes, and we're not, we're not particularly... And this is in the workplace, specifically, because people bear cans all the time. But yeah. um, as to people who, who don't have an office job, we think that people who do have an office job should be allowed to buy that, um, what, what looks like a boring experience, with the right to bear cans whenever Look, you like. And have, open a, have, a can, have a drawer full of cans. Crack open a crafty one before lunch. Have an ice cold one with the boys and then go back to surgery. It's probably fine. How less suave would Mad Men have been if all the drinks were in cans? <laughs> if, if, it, if it was just Tisky and Rollies. It's Don Draper going, well, yes, but of course, the uh, Volkswagen account. But also having to keep going. Anyway, as I was saying, the. Uh, oh, excuse me. Uh, there was a little burp there. Like, just they're so gassy walking around. And just munted in that unsophisticated way, just battered. <laughs> also, the recycling. Can you imagine? And be like, oh, that's uh, some kind of advertising firm. And it's like all this. Like, that's really funny in the back. In the, in the background of all these, sh- all the shots are just bins full to the brim with crum- crumpled cans. <laughs> yeah, exactly. As Peggy's talking about a raise. Yeah, <laughs> and the, and he's and the guy's trying to look sexy by looking at her over the rim of a big can. It's not going to work. <laughs> Um, yes, so we're, we're bearing cans. Please, um, if you are able to, bear cans um, at home with us. Yes, solidarity um, to all the can bearers out there. Um, Emily has gotten in touch, Philip. 
Emily, Emily. Is she going to be smelly? There's only one way to find out. I think she is going to be fairly smelly. Um, dearest pod buds, uh, uh, she's a, a day one bud pod bopper here. Okay. Can you believe it? I feel very honored to be among the lucky aggregate of early bud pod groupies. So she was here from day one. Yes, I, I, do, I don't think we have, do we have a name for bud podders who are... The founding, the founding farters. Founding farters, <laughs> yes. I like it, the founding farters. So congratulations, Emily. Founding, uh, founding on, farter. On being the first official founding farter. Yeah. <laughs> and yes. uh, do let us know if you are also a founding farter. Hey, founding farters, get in touch. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, and promise to con- she promises to continue listening, thank God, uh, ever faithfully until the enfeebled rasps of your final stinking tail haul themselves <laughs> through my earphones for the last time. That's very beautiful. Okay, thank you. Enough of the mush. Um, I've been quite apprehensive to contribute any correspondence because of the quality of your regular stock. Uh, but after hearing last week's deft retelling of a man's decision to wipe his bum on the corner of a building... <laughs> a classic, <laughs> still. It's so vivid. I can see it working perfectly. Yes, it's and it, what an intersection of shapes. Uh, after hearing that story, yeah. I sometimes now think maybe buildings w- were built that way for that reason. Yes, th- that's the sort of thing a tour guide would tell you on a city break. And of course, all of the you'll notice that the uh, the corners here of all the buildings in this part of the old town in Prague are worn smooth. Now, can anyone guess why that might be? <laughs> and you'd be like, people's bum cracks. And you'd be like, exactly. Have you taken this tour before? Very good, sir. Yeah, someone has been doing so their reading, I said, and everyone laughs like, ha, ha, ha. And he holds up his umbrella and moves on. And now we're going to a bum corner, which, of course, is the main. Um, So, um, as a devotee of bum-based anecdotes, I was crying with laughter at the image of a smeary, butterflied ass print embossed on a random wall. Butterflied? It would look like a butterfly. (laughs) It would. It would be like a Rorschach test. And what do you see when you look at this smear of shit on this wall? A Rorschach test. (laughs) And you would be like Rorschach from uh, Watchmen. You'd look at it and go, "I I see a city in decline. I see people who don't even know what to do with their fucking shitty asses. Tire tread on burst stomach. Poo stain on building corner. <laughs> this city disgusts me. They'll look up at me with poop-covered hands and say, wipe me. And I'll say, <laughs> no. <laughs> it's good because it's Watchmen. It's references. It's a good comic book. Guy, a guy having a... Really horrible time in a toilet cubicle. You're trapped in here with me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, um, once I recovered, I found myself reminiscing about some of my more wacky wipes and struck upon what I hope to be a Bud Pod worthy story. With this tale of woe, I transport you back to my bronze D of E expedition. Oh, heady days. A long time ago now, but no less shameful for that. I was placed into a group made up of seven girls from my school that I wasn't really friends with and never properly bonded with. Uh, there was a sorts of girls who took themselves extremely seriously and would furiously deny that they ever farted or pooed, etc. Uh, anyway, it was late into the expedition this incident occurred. Uh, we'd just eaten lunch and were now trudging down a wet road towards the next break point. All of a sudden, I felt the familiar pinch of a post-lunch poo, <laughs> eagerly awaiting its release. A PLP. A PLP. Parli- parliamentary... <laughs> parliamentary <laughs> labor poo. <laughs> it's because it takes a whole house to pass it. Yes, yes it's yes. good and quick. Um, I was hoping I might have held off till we reached the campsite but uh, that night, but alas, within five minutes of my first contractions, I was turtle heading. Turtle heading, yuck. Yeah, that's, that's gross. Good. That's I've good. Never have you not heard that. that? No, turtle heading. Have you not? No, I don't Tur- think so. Turtling? 
Turtling, prairie dogging. Disgusting. Mm. Really good. <laughs> I think I remember from The Simpsons or, or from somewhere else. Whack-a-moling? Could you say whack-a-moling? Whack-a-moling, that's good, yeah. My friend Callum used to say, uh, or quote, uh, Mr. Brown's nose is in the window, <laughs> which is a horrible thing. I think it's from The Simpsons. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, after felt after what felt like an age of sucking in and pinching, I finally announced I was just going to pop into the field next to the road for a quick wee. Too ashamed to tell my group of my stinking associate. <laughs> 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 Refer to one of your own turns as a, please excuse my stinking associate. <laughs> he has no manners, uh, Mr. I'm Bond. Sorry, I'm, my, my, my associate and me need a moment. <laughs> I'm sorry, my associate didn't mean anything by this. Uh, do forgive me. I walked back down the road, leaving a good stretch of land between me and the other girls so that no one would catch me in what turned out to be my darkest hour. I climbed over a fence into a big field. The ground was quite uneven, made up of hollows and mounds. I found myself a relatively deep hole, pulled down my trousers, settled into a deep squat, and did my poo. And what a relief it was. Suddenly, to my horror, I realized I had forgotten to bring any wipes or loo roll, having left my rucksack with the group. <laughs> I panicked, knowing I would not be so lucky to uh, knowing I would not be so lucky to have had a clean run. Anyway, I began scrabbling around in the hollow, trying to uncover some kind of implement for wiping. Uh, a piece of moss was my first contender, but after testing it on my hand, I decided the soggy, disintegrating fibers Oof. that came off it would not work. Christ. Mm. Uh, worried that I was taking much too long for it to have been yeah, a wee. Time course. is a factor when it comes to a poo lie. Yeah. When it comes to lying about your stinking associates. You, you're never more aware of how long you're taking in the toilet. As it's, it's, you you <laughs> it's like that scene in a film where the spy gets left in the guy's office and he's quickly using the chance to go through the drawers. <laughs> and, he's, and you can hear the guy talking to his secretary. He's like, oh, who knows how long I have? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'll be back any minute. Um, like, how long do we take? You start going through every wee you've ever had. How long was that? Yeah. Is it, was, it long, was it this long? Yeah, you go, could this just be a really long wee? I have long wees. Or is it, or is is it that it was long? It was it was long for a wee, but it was far too quick to be a poo. Ah, because so, so many do, people have long poo, poos. Yes, you could say that it took you a while to get started because it can take you a long time to get started. You get stage fright. That's even right. On your own. That's sometimes. right. There you go. It's all adding up. So. Worried I was taking much too long for it to be a wee and da -da -da, um, uh, trying to avoid discovery. I became desperate. I was still squatting with my trousers down in the middle of a field and there wasn't a suitable leaf in sight. In a state of panic, an idea came to me, an idea so grotesque and primitive that for a moment I forgot myself. I decided I would wipe my bum along the ground. Oh, Not drag it, Nature's though. wall. <laughs> <laughs> the ground. Nature's wall. <laughs> that would be quite a funny thing to say looking out on a view. <laughs> with someone yeah. ah the ground nature's wall <laughs> what nothing uh not drag it though but hold my cheeks apart with my hands oh gosh and try and get a flush sit myself along at the top of another hollow and slide myself down to the bottom <laughs> so like that a is filthy slow like a <laughs> filthy sled ride just <laughs> But also, like you're trying to like, uh, uh, like a like like a mucky toboggan. <laughs> you're you're trying to slide down this slope, but also keep your butt cheeks prized fully apart. Imagine oh, it's going to tear it up. The as well. risk, the risk of a nettle, oh, or a snail getting up there, or, mm, mm -mm. or just a stray twig. Even the ultimate irony, of course, would be to do this and to end up wiping your bum with the, the shit of another animal. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that would be the out of the frying pan into the fryer. I think that would actually be less 
humiliating. You go back and go, oh my god, you guys, I sat in some rabbit shit. Oh, and they yeah. go, oh, gross. That's way better than going, I shat myself. That's true. I did a huge poo and I, I, have, a, I have a poo bum. Yeah, that is better. Um, so, uh, sit myself at the top of another hollow and slide myself down <laughs> to the bottom with her ass cheeks clenched, spread apart. So this is what I did. It was a clumsy and humiliating affair. Although the grass was wet from, from some rainfall earlier in the day, I couldn't get enough momentum to get myself down in one push. And I ended up having to use my heels to drag myself down the short slope. Like when you get stuck on a playground slide and have to nudge yourself down the chute. Or a dog with worms. I've added that bit, because that's what I thought of. Once I got to the bottom, I sat there for a few seconds, still holding my cheeks apart, and contemplated what I had done. I have never felt shame like it. After wallowing in self-disgust for a while, I stood up, pulled my leggings back up, and sheepishly sloped back up to the road towards my group. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this story. Uh, look forward to the week's part and those in the weeks to come. Koji, Emily. Great story, Smemily. Smemily, you were the Smemiliest in the end. So well done. Yeah, that's really... I, I think you did really well. I think that was very um, um, ingenious. I think you, you were presented with a problem, and you came up with a solution. With what you had at hand. All right, bum. You were like uh, Bear Grylls. Yes. Is there a pun there? Uh, no. Bear smells? Eh. Mm. Yeah. Um, what, does he, what does he say? Improvise, adapt, overcome? Okay. I think that's his catchphrase. Im- Im- improvise, Im- um, <laughs> Imp- flaps. Imp- improvise, shadapt, overbum. Overbum, yeah. There we go. But I think that's very good. It sounds like it worked. That's the it main does thing. sound like it worked. Do you, yeah. think it, do you think it really worked? Or do you think it worked enough? I think it worked enough. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, w- wiping even with toilet paper only does so much. Apparently, um, when the ancient Hindus first found out about how Westerners wiped their bums yeah. instead of washing it with water, um, the ancient Hindus presumed it was propaganda. Really? Yeah, there's, they assumed like they'd been told this by people who wanted to make Westerners look like barbarians. Really? Yeah, they assumed it was a lie. They were so nice that they thought, well, that I mean, look, I don't like them as much as the next man, but there is no way that that could be true. There's no way they just smear their shit around their bum with a piece of paper. <laughs> and then get up and go, that's most of it gone. <laughs> Time to walk around. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Sorry I'm late, everyone. It is olden times. Jack gets in touch. Jack. Keep on, keep jacking it. Yeah, well, Keep jacking this podcast. Um, dear baby poo eyes. That's nice. That's good. I like old poo eyes instead of old blue eyes. Old poo eyes. Baby poo eyes, yeah. That's why you call people with brown eyes. Old poo eyes. Old poo eyes. <laughs> unpleasant but it's true after hearing phil wax lyrical about the delights of fiber supplements i think it was a couple of episodes ago oh yeah i had some today did you yeah were they delicious yeah well then um uh, my friend um who brought them in who was staying with us for a couple months he has left but um left the fiber supplements i might as well finish it 
Fair enough. Keep on pooping lovely fibrous. Poop in his memory. Um, I was keenly reminded. I poo a little bit on the ground in his memory. <laughs> <laughs> hey, poo on out for your brothers. <laughs> I um, I was keenly reminded of everyone's favorite advocate of healthy shitting, Louis Armstrong. Ah, Pooey Armstrong, yeah. Pooey Armstrong. Uh, a lifelong fan of the herbal laxative Swiss Chris. Right. He was known to give samples to almost everyone he met, supposedly leaving a box at Buckingham Palace for the wow. royal stool. I wonder where this places the man himself on the Louis line. Is it cool <laughs> and carefree to ensure that each brown visitor passes through with as little effort as possible? Or does having such control over and enthusiasm for the finest details of your daily cack work push you over the line into try-hard territory? Love the podcast. Jacking cars, jacking dudes. <laughs> I think leaving merch at Buckingham Palace is the coolest uncool thing you can do. It, yeah, but it's it's not even... It wasn't like he owned the company. He's just such an advocate of Swiss crisp herbal I, laxative. I he was in adverts for it as well. It's, it feels like he had some stake in the company. You're saying he was like an influencer. <laughs> he was <laughs> the original he influencer. He was an influencer. Louis Armstrong. Uh, oh, for listeners who don't know, the the Louis line reflects an absolutely perfect universal balance between cool and uncool, because Louis Armstrong went on Desert Island Discs. Yep. And picked six of his own songs. Eight? Eight. Eight of his own songs. And he was like, look, it's just, what did he say? Don't, um, don't blame I, me. I just, I just like, I like good music. It just so happens that I've made most of it. I mean, so that the reason that's the perfect balance, listeners, is because that is the coolest, like, OG thing to do. Like, what an absolute don. And also, it's the most Alan Partridge <laughs> ridiculous thing to do. Yeah, and as a result, he's achieved a perfect balance, like a, a, a penny infinitely on its side. Yes, of cool and uncool. Yeah, so that's the Louis line on that graph, listeners. Yes. Thank you very much to Jemima for getting in touch. Jemima and um, her bum slimer. Ooh, that's nice. In the, in this case, her bum slimer is a woman called Rachel. Oh, okay, so she's ratting someone out. She's ratting someone out. Rachel was attending a staff training day for a new job, and during a group task, she felt the need to empty herself. Okay. So she politely excused herself and went to the bathroom. Should they were have done that as a group. Mm, that's right, team building. Push, yeah. Rachel, push. <laughs> there were two stalls, so she decided to go to the one furthest away from the door for safety. Smart. And she went to the toilet and did everything as normal. However, when she tried to flush, disaster struck. It wouldn't go away. She tried to stay calm. She didn't want to leave it because she was the only person who'd gone to the toilet. Ah, uh, because usually you can get away with that in the public uh, The next person to use the bathroom would know that it was Rachel's poo. Yeah, God. And she was trying to make what a good. What do you do? Trying to make a good impression on her first day, for God's sake. Rachel waited for the tank to fill up again, aware of how long she'd been in there. She definitely couldn't leave it now. She flushed again, but the bastard still wouldn't go. Now, I'm wondering... at this point, the game is up, right? Because if people have heard you f wait and flush three times... If, if it's audible to the room you've come from, it's not down a corridor, yeah. But still, again, the time, the time factor comes in. Yeah, how that's long true. Because depending on toilet, you could be waiting... Five minutes for the assistant refill. Yeah, we've got to assume. From then, it says that Rachel panics and starts flushing a lot. So we're we're, we're working with a pretty fast system here. Okay, okay, okay. It's relatively fast, but still, it's not working, Phil. And it's unclear whether or not it's not working because Rachel does poos that float or poos that stick. It must be float because if a stick, you'd you'd pursue a different line 
of solution of inquiry. Of inquiry yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, she came up with an idea, and eventually, you know what she did? She just did the classic: turn, you, wrap up your hands like you're in an Egyptian mummy costume, fish the turd out of the wow. loo. Wow! Yeah, you said classic, and the when you said classic, I thought, oh, I will have heard of this before. No, it's wrap your hands in loo roll, and I, I've, 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 the I mummy. have. I guess you I, call it the mummy. You call, let's call it the mummy. The I mummy have, returns the before mummy. its poo. The mummy returns. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, there was a mummy, a haunted mummy. Was it scary? Yeah, it's covered in shit. Um, oh, the, uh, the, oh, um, no. I have heard of this before. I have. I it, have it's always ladies have to do it as well. The number of women who have picked up their own shit is astonishing. When's Jermaine Greer going to talk about that? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, she does a lot of talking, and everyone's female very upset. The, she's written a book about it. It's called The Female Punic. <laughs> 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 you can't say it's not knowledgeable you can't say this podcast is not erudite as well oh that was a poo joke was it was it or was it a joke about literature that involved poo exactly because if you under like if you don't know that Germaine Greer wrote the female eunuch you won't get that joke and everyone gets poo jokes because they're just about poo exactly poo. so sit on my ass who is the medium we're painting a portrait of something sit else on my ass Ass haters. I want to start saying that. Hey, sit on my ass. Sit on my. That's, 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 it sounds like um, walk a mile in my shoes. We're good. Hey, hey sit on my, try walk. sitting on my ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you think this is easy? Why don't you try sit on my ass? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, you think you could do better? Spend one day shitting through my ass. I'd, I'd love to see it. I'd love to see it. <laughs> Someone with chronic diarrhea. You think this is easy? Try one day shitting through my ass. <laughs> if you had to shit through my ass for one day, you would be begging to go back to your nice little normal ass that you have. <laughs> hey, try shitting a mile through my ass. <laughs> hey, try shitting a mile through my ass, okay? God's sake. <laughs> so, uh, with her newly swaddled hands, Rachel God. descended into the toilet bowl and scooped up the poo. Uh, as she was telling me this, I was making sure I was a good friend by asking all the appropriate questions about if it was heavy or warm. <laughs> The journey was smooth with no interruptions, and she successfully transported the poo to the other toilet. Now for the moment of truth. She pushed the handle down and praised the Lord it was well, swept away. Why would away. it be different? Why would it be different than that? I was about to ask the same question. That's not the solution. Do you think it was now different because it was somehow weighed down by... Presumably she removed her, her mitts? Well, um, this, is, this is always my solution. When this happens to me, I get a bunch of lure and throw it on there, wait for it to wet and weigh down the poo, and suddenly you've got a little... A little more weight. Like you're trying to get rid of the body. Yeah, and usually, <laughs> it usually works. It does usually work. This, I'm going to give this turd concrete shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I bury my shits alive. <laughs> oh, God. Imagine if your shits came out alive. <laughs> they are horrible. Every single one begged with you. Um, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, 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 what are you doing with that? Hey, come on, no, 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 hey, no, 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 no,
<laughs> I don't know what I ate. That shit cried like a bitch. Or when someone comes back into the office with a big shit in their pocket, and everyone's like, you gave in, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> you soft-hearted mook. <laughs> you gave in and let it live with you. <laughs> live with you. <laughs> what a horrifying vision. Sewers would be so noisy. Yeah, if you're like a weak hearted, you, you, people call you a real. He's a real shit adopter. <laughs> yeah, he's, a, he's got a lot of toilet mercy about him. <laughs> Not someone we can trust to do the tough stuff. Oh, oh for the God's sake. Appalling. Yeah. Um, also, in case you're interested, uh, it was a lot warmer than I would have thought. Wow. Koji, Jemima. Thank you, Jemima. Well, did it work? Did the second one work? Yeah, it went away. What? She got away with it. She fucking mm. got away with it. Hmm. Why would the physics be different in Toilet 2? Maybe it just got a stronger... Had it happened to have a stronger flash to it. Yeah, a stronger flash, or or maybe, you know what, sometimes maybe the turd was just tired of fighting. Just needed a rest. I think that the tissue is a good point. I think the tissue would have helped weigh it down a little. A couple of big mitts in there. Surely. Hmm. Mm. Mm. Um, well, thanks for that. Adri- Adrian gets in touch. Adrian. No, I don't really have anything. Adrian's wall? Yeah. Adrian's balls. Adrian, Adrian's balls. Adrian's ball. Uh, hey, double P's. I discovered your podcast on Twitter a short while ago after seeing an incredibly funny video of Phil mocking a weird commercial. Ah, yes, 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 yes. We, we, owe, we owe a lot to that. It's amazing to me how much like we get good listeners for the Bud Pod from you not just mentioning us in a viral tweet, but replying to a viral yeah. tweet. People scroll down. Yeah, and also late on, frustratingly late on in the, in the video's life cycle. Mm, but, you know, there'll be more. There'll be more. Now to the story. Uh, oh, uh, uh, I, I discovered them after that, he says, and binge listen to them until I'm all caught up. I love Marjorie's stories and all of Pierre's German's impressions. Ah, German yes. impressions, I think. A friend of mine was confused about um, how you say skeleton. She's like... What is up with Pierre's pronunciation of the word skeleton? <laughs> really? she, thought, she thought you actually couldn't say, didn't know how to say the word skeleton. <laughs> really? She was like, I mean, what a blind spot for this man to have. He can't say skeleton. <laughs> Maybe that will we'll add that to the mythos of the podcast. Right, right, right. right. And people will start emailing in ex- excuses to get me to say it. <laughs> and it's all fake. Now to the story. This didn't happen to me, but to my big brother. After telling him about your okay thank you theory, he immediately told me to share with you his story. Oh, great. Thank you, Adrian. And Adrian, oh yes, he is French. Merci beaucoup, Adrien. Ah. Pour ton... Adrien. Je ne regrette, Adrien. What story? Histoire? Uh, merci beaucoup pour, uh, pour le share. What's share? Pour le pupu, pour le, hmm. um, what is share? Anyway, anyway. Uh, so his brother's saying, please tell my story. <laughs> After he finds out about, okay, thank you. So there he was, his brother, with some friends partying in the streets of Paris, going from bars to clubs. Ooh! La la! Picture the scene. Oh, it's like a it's like a film. April in Paris. Oh, wonderful! As they entered a pretty wild gay club, he decided okay. to go to the bathroom. We've all been there, to the bathroom. 
as he was wild gay club. it's a pretty wild gay club I, to, to be fair i've not seen many tame ones if they're Rare saying is the tame gay club <laughs> look it's a wonderful gay club where you can go for a sit down and a read <laughs> <laughs> uh yes if it's pretty wild it must be pretty wild so he needs to go to the loo right he goes okay. to the loo as he was peeing at a urinal a guy came up and started doing his own business next to him my brother paid no attention to him but as he was finished weeing, the stranger reached over, grabbed his cock, wow. shook it to make the last few drops fall out, helpful, and then let it go. Okay. Stunned, all my brother could say was, okay, thank you. Ha <laughs> 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 well, that the end of it. That, yeah. There's just a helpful man. A, help, a helpful, piss-loving man. That's the French for you. As we've discussed on this podcast, there are no limits to what a man will do to fulfill a fetishistic desire. Yeah, it, I think it's inspirational. It's what got us to the moon. What, yep. It, it, eventually we'll find out that someone in NASA just wanted to fuck the moon. They wanted to put their dick in a crater. They wanted to fuck a crater. Mm -hmm. And look where it got us. The moon. Uh, love the podcast. Continuez à vous branler. People always talk about branler, going, to, like, we got to the moon, like it really helped out. But it didn't. All it did, that's where it ended. We got to the moon. We don't all now have moon batteries. <laughs> well, we do have cool tech from the from the space race, yeah. right? But so why don't people just go? Let's imagine we're all going to Mars and come up with a bunch of technology. You don't, you don't let's not bother going to Mars. But now we yeah. have Velcro. Or, you know, we should. We should. We should well, it's the only way you can trick people into funding good science, isn't it? It's like such a it's such a fucking carrot approach. Imagine if this was when listeners found out that uh, we at Bud Pod don't believe the moon landings happened. Oh, man. If it turned out the whole time that we were both just super into that. or I think what we'd lose in, in sensible listeners, we'd gain in Joe Rogan listeners. <laughs> <laughs> um, it turns out he's given us some French slang, I think. Okay. Ad Adrian, uh, Adrien, has said, Continuez à vous branler. Branler. It's spelled branler. So I've looked it up, Continu and it seems to be the verb, branler. Continuez à vous branler. So... Uh, it's continue like keep. It must be keep jacking oh, it. Ah. So continue to jack it. But branle apparently means wobble, to wobble or to sort of loose or loosen or oscillate. Wig, I mean, the wiggle. All, the, all keep on wiggling. All those words apply to wiggling. Keep on wiggling. Keep on wiggling. Keep on wiggling. That's cute. Um, the how would you react if someone would reached a just they're right next to you? So it it only takes what like a foot of movement for them to go from their hand on their dick to your dick. Right. So that's not much time to react, is it? So I guess you would freeze and just. Um. Right. I. But also, like, you've got to be pretty drunk. To... You know what? I'd, I'd see the hand go to my penis, and then I would check in with their expression <laughs> on their face to see what their attention was. If, if, if they were openly weeping in grief, you would be very worried. I'd be worried. like, this is obviously very important to them, and I'll let them continue. <laughs> But, but if they're like grinning like huh i'd be like get off really yeah i'd be more worried if they were like weeping i wouldn't like, like start a fight i'd be like stop it what, what if they mean? were angry like they literally were just like shake your dick right for god's sake then i'd be like yes i'm sorry you're right i'm sorry sir yeah I'll, i'm, I'm I'll, very i'm very submissive like i'll that. do a proper wee wee yeah i'll do a better wee wee next time reading emails because we don't get through enough doing normal episodes Alexandra Alexandra has got in touch Alexandra, our new pal Alexandra. Dear PP mm. 
she says, with a link to Urban Dictionary that defines pee-pee as a part of yo body that get hella hard. Nice. Thank you. If you're lucky. If you're lucky. If you play your cards right, <laughs> you're lucky. Uh, I have recently discovered the wonder that is Bud Pod, and I'm still catching up on episode 20, so I hope you're still as uh, as obsessed with the world of poo humor 10 episodes later. Oh, no, the, yeah, the, the podcast really took a turn, I'm <laughs> afraid, at 25. Uh, mostly it's about the monastic lifestyle now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I felt that my poo-related stories were just too juicy not to share with you both. Uh, juicy poo? Juicy poo is, juicy is, is... Would it be harder or easier to get rid of? Uh... It would hmm. be easier because it'd be heavier, right? It would be You're way probably down. right. You, you don't an airy poo. You don't air pockets in there. That's what keeps it floating. Battleships are heavy, Phil, and yet they float. Yes, but um, that's because of God. That's true. If uh, uh, at the center of every battleship is a man praying, and if he ever falls asleep. It sinks. <laughs> um, straight to it, Alexandra's poo stories. Number one. When I was about two years old, I was in the bath with my granddad. He was wearing trunks. Oh. I mean, it's fine. I wouldn't have minded either way. I don't sure. think we would have thought anything ill. Uh, my grandmother was in the other room and expected the worst when my granddad started shouting to come and get me out of the bath. Fortunately, no life-threatening emergency. While searching for the bar of soap in the water, my granddad wrapped his hands around uh, what he thought was a, dar- a bar of dove. It turned out I'd done a little poo in the bath. <laughs> no more baths with granddad, because he grabbed a poo. A sinker. A by the sinker. Of it. I've never heard of a sinker before. A sinker. A drinker. A heavy clinker. Some kind of song about poo? Midnight Joker? Midnight Joker? How does the original go? I'm a joker. I'm a joker. I'm a midnight joker. Okay. So it's I'm a sinker. I'm a stinker. I fall right into the drinker. Thank you. Good stuff. Number two. My mother woke up one night to a bit of a whiffy smell filling our house. Okay. This is like a poo anthology. It is, yes. Yes. A a, a, po- a, a poo-tmanteau of stories. <laughs> I was still very small and in bed with my mum and dad. So, mam and dad, not to erase your dialect there, Alexandra. Oh, Irish maybe. Or Northeastern. Ah. Uh, Me mum. Anyway. Mam. Yeah. So she naturally assumed I needed changing. On discovering that I was clean, she went to check the potty in the hallway. The toilet was located downstairs in this house, so it was for mine and my older sister to use since she was four, to find it overflowing with the world's smelliest liquid poo. Wow. She proceeded to enter my sister's bedroom to find my sister completely pristine, lying in her poop-stained bed with a trail of shitty footprints and handprints. No. How old is the sister? Four or five. Leading out of the room and down the stairs. Oh. My sister had woken up to find that she had shit the bed, so managed to go downstairs, switch the alarm off, which I guess they just had a downstairs alarm, uh, clean herself in the bathroom and get back into bed, obviously thinking no one would ever know. Safe to say the room is never the same again. God, like she murdered a chocolate man. (laughs) I'm just off to uh, murder the chocolate man. (laughs) Oh, well, Godspeed. Number three, nice short one here. My sister had an Indian culture day at primary school, which involved the children getting to try different Indian cuisines. Upon returning to my grandmother's house after school, she informed my grandmother that she didn't feel very well. Uh, She was given a pair of jogging pants with elasticated ankles, and you can work out the rest. Hashtag Mm. diarrhea harem pants. Wow. So I don't know why she was given a pair of... Does she mean at at school? No, by the grandma? Why? For not feeling well. Like a nice, comfy pair of pants. Yeah, they're comfy. 
Uh, anyway, she clearly shat them full of diarrhea, and they gathered around the ankles because they were. <laughs> oh, those, those, those all usually have like a drop crotch as well, so they would have had a little nest resting oh, as well, God. wouldn't they? A Literally hammock. filling your trousers from the ankle up with poo. Awful. Man. Uh, most uncool, cool thing: listening to rap or heavy metal music very loudly in your car with the windows down while going through the town centre. Yeah, terrible, awful, awful, awful. Rap slash heavy metal is cool, but trying to make sure everyone can hear it is uncool. Mm-hmm. Always a pleasure, never a chore. Keep jacking it. <laughs> that's funny. Alex, that's funny. Uh, Ryan gets in touch. Ryan, I've already had who you spying. Ryan, he's flying because he's a pilot. So here's deadline news about deadline news. That's right. Ryan gets in touch. Dearest pod boys, the subject line is fired from deadline news, a true story. Now for legal reasons, I'm just reading out Ryan's email and this is just Ryan's opinion. Ryan's opinion. But I'm inclined to believe him because I like the cut of his jib. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Dearest pod boys, uh, I was frankly delighted slash disgusted to hear you mention my erstwhile place of work. Deadline news. Deadline news. In Edinburgh. Edinburgh's Deadline News. What a scoop. What a scoop. Uh, In the most recent episode of the podcast, I say place of work, but I managed two days of a trial week there before I was fired for, quote, embarrassing the Daily Mail. What? Indeed. Embarrassing another publication. Well, here's the thing. Deadline are a news agency, he says, which means national publications pay them to find stories on their behalf. And although my time there was brief, it was nonetheless abysmal. Uh, on day one, I was asked to go and perform what is known in the industry as a death knock, where the ju- a journalist is sent to talk to the relatives of someone who's died. Oh, mate. Which I always think is the least useful journalism, because it's like, we spoke to the mother of the child who was exploded with a grenade, and she was, checks notes, upset. <laughs> you could, yeah. Yeah, I know. I can fill in the blanks. Tell, I, me, tell me when she's laughing. <laughs> if she's like, ha ha, good, he deserved it. You go, that's, well, that's news. Well, that's suspicious. That's some deadline news. Yeah, that's some deadline news. But it just seems like grief poking to me. It yeah, just horrible. seems like porn. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in my case, a young man had committed suicide in his home the night before, and I was sent to his sister's house to ask her how she felt. God the sake. night before. What? Is there a time limit on this? <laughs> you, you better go get this story, kids. You might not be sad to marry. Oh, man. She told me quite rightly to, quote, fuck clean off and declared me to be, quote, a fucking shite hawk. Jesus. Uh, I agreed. Naturally. Is, is he there in person? Is it death knock. on the door. Bloody hell. Yep. Naturally, looking back, I realized this was a perfect okay, thank you situation. But I didn't even leave time to say that as I hurried back to my car. You poor fucker. Day two is when the shit really hit the fan. The mail had asked someone to travel two hours out of Edinburgh to try and get a comment from golfer Colin Montgomery's wife at their home, as that day it had been announced the pair were getting a divorce. So let's go bother the wife, I guess. Right. I spent the afternoon sitting in a car outside the golfer's property, doing nothing and managing to talk to no one because they weren't in. <laughs> it was obviously a total waste of everyone's time. However, in a bid to at least do some journalism, uh, I wrote a blog post, since deleted sadly, about, how my, about my experiences and about how tabloid journalism is, in my opinion, an industry full of loathsome cunts. Um, quite the blog post to upload in uh, your career. Uh, anyway, someone from the mail read the aforementioned blog post, and I got an angry phone call from the editor of Deadline News <laughs> at 1 a.m. Wow. During which I was told, you've embarrassed me, you've embarrassed the Daily Mail, and you've embarrassed yourself. I don't think he has. 
I never want to hear from or of you again. What? They now, said they never want to hear that's of you. Not, that's not in someone's control. <laughs> if I want to hear about you. I want I want you to not only never contact me again, but I want no one I know to know that you are real. <laughs> uh, I mean, How this person odd. sounds like a div. No, not Ryan, the whoever called yeah. him up. You mean the person from Deadline News? Deadline News. What a scoop! I can't believe he got called. Uh, uh, he, he got told that he'd embarrassed the Daily Mail by uh, Spider-Man's boss. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm picturing. What was that guy's name? Um, J- J- Jim, Jem, Jem, Jameson, Jameson, Jameson. It's Jameson, right? It's James Jameson, isn't it? Jim Ye- Jameson. Yeah. Get me pictures of Spider-Man. Yeah, I think that's it. Do you reckon they're called Deadline News because all they report on and who is on is who is dead? <laughs> who's that's, on, that's who's on the line? God. Weird. And then and then they review Edinburgh shows. Odd. The uh, only ones where people die on stage. Yeah, all, which to be fair, shows. it's more than enough to keep them busy. Uh, your mention broke back the complicated mix of horror and hilarity I felt that night as that... Uh, uh, and uh, these are Ryan's words. Pathetic piece of shit man <laughs> screeched down the phone at a young student journalist. Keep up the good work. Yours jackingly, Ryan. That is pathetic. If you're a full-grown adult and you're screaming, if you're sh- and you're showing adult emotion at someone half your age with zero experience in your line of work, y- you're a slug. That's you're, pathetic. You're pretty much a slug, and it's like. Uh, also, if you have no awareness of. The nature of your work. I mean, sure, like, you, I mean, go, I know aspects of this profession are unsavory, Ryan. But just so you know, yeah. for future reference, it can have negative professional consequences. Large publications such as Daily Mail might take umbrage and get in touch in the way that they have tonight. Yes. So just for future reference. And it's put me in a very difficult position. You've put me in a difficult position here. Yeah. And I know you didn't mean to. Um, but uh, going forward... Uh, you're going to have to consider this if you want to pursue this line of work. I mean, that's fine. That's fair enough. But to go, oh, you've upset the devil. Say you- sorry to the devil. <laughs> well, with that potentially uh, legally explosive uh, piece of information, it's time to say goodbye. Allegedly. 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 You said all that allegedly. Those are my beliefs, allegedly. Look, we all just think these things allegedly. And you know what? Guess where you'll find this podcast in iTunes, everyone? In the comedy section. Yeah. 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 So yeah. maybe learn to take a joke. Yeah. Just calm down. Yeah. Snowflakes. Yeah. Little snowflakes. Anyway. Uh, yes. Thank you very much for getting in touch. And uh, we are still not caught up. But oh that's boy. fine. Yeah. I know. But we've made a good old poop shaped dent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks so much, guys. Have a great old week. Um, like and subscribe and like, give us five stars. Just And just recommend it to people who you think will like this kind of thing and won't find us vile and absurd. Vile and absurd. Vile and absurd. Your taste in comedy is vile and absurd. If you like this, then you are vile and absurd. Uh, and have a good week and keep jacking it. Bye. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.